Hey friends, welcome to the Stationery Cafe, your podcast for everything stationery, journaling, planning related, and fun things happening in the community. I'm April from Penguins Creative, and in today's episode, we have stationery enthusiast Tori from Techo by Tori. Tori loves all things mushroom, letter writing, stationery, and lately really into her Jibin Techo. She had moved from San Francisco to Tokyo for work right before the pandemic, and I'm excited to share her stationary journey. Hey, Tori, welcome to the Stationery Cafe. Hi, April. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> I know. We actually invited Tori onto the Stationery Cafe after dark, which is the special episodes we do for our Patreon members. And it was so much fun. We, we journaled, we had the top down camera set up, and we were journaling. Chatting about yeah, Tori's. it was so great. And Kelly and I were planner twins with our Jeep and Techo days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I was uh, introducing you as lately being really into the Jeep and Techo, even though when we first met, you were a Hobonichi fiend. <laughs> yes, that's so true. I, I've taken definitely a, a sort of a, a pivot in my in my planner journey so far. Um, and I I tried out the Jeep and Techo days for the first time this year, and I'm absolutely hooked. If folks haven't tried it, I keep evangelizing this. I do daily streams yes. on Twitch where I decorate it and that sort of thing. So I really hope uh, we can get more people on that Jeep and Techo days bandwagon. Oh my goodness, you are like literally their ambassador. So. I am super excited to like dive into that. And um, to start, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what do you do now, or actually where you're at now? Yeah, <laughs> and then totally. how did you get into stationery and journaling? Absolutely. So um, I got into planners and like stationery and that sort of thing uh, right after I graduated from undergraduate. Uh, and, and I was basically in an interim period where I wanted to do a lot of self-development before I applied for jobs. Uh, I was kind of in the six-month fun employment period uh, where I was trying <laughs> to organize my thoughts around like, you know, applying to jobs and also kind of thinking through like, who do I want to become? Um, and so I actually started out with a Kiki K planner, a ring-bound system, if you can believe it. Yeah. Where so did you get it? <laughs> I, I had it shipped. Um, no, I, I think I ordered it either directly from, I think it was directly from their website. Because uh, I guess they shipped. Maybe they had some way of getting it to the U.S. from Australia, but um, yeah, it was a, it was a bright yellow with uh, white and black chevron inside. It was intense. Um, <laughs> this was this was 2015. So it was quite a while ago. And then um, shortly after, I you know I was in the Midwest at the time, so I had access to like Michaels, and so I was you know, into some happy planner stickers. But I think very quickly that evolved into, you know, going online and looking and really being inspired by the Hobonichi layout and all the amazing creators who were doing such beautiful spreads in there um, and also bullet journalers. So for a while there, I was in a Loish term. um, But then eventually, like I think 2018, I want to say, I I was uh, fully immersed in the Hobonichi space. And that's when we started kind of getting involved with the Bay Area planner group in the Bay Area, because by that point I was living uh, in the Bay Area in California. That's when we met. Like I remember going to PlannerCon in 2018, the first time. It was so much fun. I went back the next year and then you were there. I think you were joining the Bay Area meetups first. And then mm-hmm. like, then you came to PlannerCon. I remember you and Caitlin were hanging out so late into the night and it was like, 
pouring outside or something. And but we were having so much fun. Um, just, yeah, just it was so hard out. to leave, right? Because we didn't um, get hotel rooms at PlannerCon because we live relatively close by. Mm-hmm. So we just carpooled together, and you know, she and I were kept looking at each other and we're like, "Do you want to go home yet? Not really. Like, I want to keep playing." Um, so <laughs> I think it was probably past midnight by the time we actually left. Um, and it, of course, it was storming. I, th- I think like. We lost the keys or something too, or, or something like that. Oh, like, no. on the, because it was just like we were having so much fun, we were so distracted. I, I don't exactly remember everything because it was quite late. It was a long day, but sounds like um, such an adventure. <laughs> yeah, it really was. And like the torrential rain, I was just like, "This, where are we?" <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even know about that part. I just knew you guys were able to like commandeer tables around the hotel venue and were able to kind of just like. You guys were basically moving from like table to table because I was at the atrium at the beginning. We mm-hmm. were hanging out and then you guys were kind of moving around. And yeah, so that was when um, you, I saw you with your Hobonichi. It was an A6, I remember. A6 mm-hmm. size. And you were doing these little cute little spreads with the girl sticker, your brush lettering. Um, everyone listening, Tori's the one who got me hooked onto the Pentel brush pens. Because she said this will make anyone letter. And Mm -hmm. it's true. I managed to letter with that pen. (laughs) They're really magical. I think it's just like the length. I I think it's a good combination of the, the stiffness of the brush lettering tip this grid size of the Hobonichi paper because like when you when you have a bigger like a bullet journal where it's like the entire page is your own like your big canvas or whatever you know you you probably do brush letter bigger headers but I think for people who are in sort of like a Hobonichi or a Jibuntecho like for those kinds of grid sizes that are very similar um the Pentel brush sign pens are just fantastic for that I I love it so much and that was that was so 2018 was that when like you were like dive head first are you that kind of person where you're like okay i discover asian stationery now like or did you have you had influence of that when you were like younger what was the journey like leading up to that point yeah i i never really had like a a good like a steady access to japanese stationery or anything like that um but certainly once i moved to the bay area there was um a small stationery store that focused on stationery that was from like asia mostly japan i would say um in palo alto and so that was relatively accessible and close for me um and certainly that was a source i mostly got it either through like just at the meetups, people would be exchanging things. You're like, oh, you know, why don't you try this or whatnot? Um, I have an extra weekly insert from Hobonichi for the A6 <laughs> or something along those lines. Like, go for it. Because um, those groups and those meetups are just everyone's like sharing. And it's so wonderful. I really miss those. But um, yeah, I, I didn't have uh, necessarily like a, a way to access Japanese stationery aside from like online shops and that sort of thing. So um uh, Hobonichi kind of opened my doors to, you know, amazonco.jp uh, <laughs> and and buying things kind of directly from Japan and having them internationally shipped over. I know. And it was so soon from that point where you're like, okay, guys, by the way, I'm moving to Japan. <laughs> and we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually went on a, a business trip at the end of 2018, uh, basically Halloween, um, over to Japan for a week. Uh, and I, you know, I was living in, in the suburbs of the Bay Area at the time. So, you, you know, it's similar to most suburbs, it's maybe not the most like exciting place. 
for for me personally, it's not my speed. Um, I don't want to like dunk on it or anything like that because I'm sure a lot of people like it's really great for a lot of people. But at least for me, uh, um, at that point in my life, I was looking for a little bit more excitement, a little bit more um, <laughs> <laughs> of Japanese stationery, I would say. And, oh, definitely uh, a lot more. Right. <laughs> so um, you know, I, I ended up looking at an internal transfer within my company, and I was able to move to the Tokyo office in the like August of 2019, July end of July. Mm-hmm. So it was very quick that I was able to to pull that off, and then that was kind of like a couple months of fun before kind of COVID hit. So I that kind of changed things. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like you're like let into the candy shop, and then the candy shop shuts down like yeah, two, two months totally. later. <laughs> totally. But, that must be such a change of scenes, right? Mm. Like not just in you know the environment, but like the uh, the availability of things for you. Yeah, yeah, and like there's a lot of I mean the, the stationery stores um, haven't stopped like producing new releases or things like that. Like r- just just recently, Nakamegro, uh, the Starbucks Reserve came out with the collaboration with Traveler's Factory. Like, and I'm so excited about this. Um, but it definitely makes me pause because I'm just like, well, I haven't been on a train uh, in basically months aside from to see the doctor or very essential appointments just because of Omicron. And so you kind of have to think twice, like, is it safe enough right now to go out and to get these things? Or like, should I wait? You know, is there an online option? That kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it, it's definitely giving me a little bit more pause. Um, but it's also led me to stream stationary every single day um, mm-hmm. on Twitch. And so that's been like there's different ways in which like the community and and this hobby has evolved over time because of the pandemic. Absolutely. It's like in a way, even though it's like closed, but then we like found these other openings to reach out to people and you reconnected with us because previously we would have to rely on like occasional Zoom meetups, right? Mm-hmm. For like actual you know face-to-face or interactions journaling and stuff it would be in a, a different time zone but through twitch um which is what most of us in the stationary community has really been loving which is like a live stream setup where we would just be journaling and then mm-hmm. our friends would be in the comment section doing their own stuff in their own home but then or maybe like journaling along with us and i think it was this year you started this goal of wanting to I don't know if it's because you want to build a habit, like have you ha- not had mm-hmm. the habit before or like why did you start this goal? Like can you describe? <laughs> yeah, so I guess very explicitly the goal is to stream stationary on Twitch every single day uh, for 2022. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, it, it's, it seems quite ambitious. So initially just in January, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it for this month and see how it goes. But I ended up having so much fun. Um, it's been a really great way to kind of create some more structure throughout my day um, to have that to look forward to in the evenings, um, especially with all like the heavy news and things like that right now going on. Like it can be very easy to kind of just scroll and then lose a couple hours and then you're in a terrible state and then you have to go to sleep. And it's just like, <laughs> this is personally, like I stream every night in the evenings at 9 p.m. Uh, Japan time. So it's, it's been a really great way to add kind of like a bookend to my day that's always positive, um, that gets me in a creative space. And so I wanted to essentially carve out a dedicated time in my day to spend enjoying the things that I have in my in my home, um, to have a creative outlet for expression, and to also connect more with the folks that like have made my life so wonderful, but I don't get to see often, um, obviously, because I haven't. I've been to the U.S. for like once during the pandemic, oh um, and even that was just like, okay, so I'm staying at home. I'm not going to catch it here. Like I'm just. <laughs> 
stay inside. Um, yes. So yeah, it was a great way to to make time for friends, to make time for stationery, to make time for my own creativity and like mental health. Mm-hmm. You journal. Like, what do you journal? How would you describe your journaling style? Because from what you described before, when you first started with that Kiki K, you were so methodical. Like, you, you I want to figure this out. Like, how has that translate into the way you journal? Like, do you still do? Yeah, absolutely. I think my approach has always been to have a purpose in mind. So I think before, like maybe the trend of having like a Techo Kaigi and and doing that, I I wasn't so explicit about it. Um, But I did have a purpose in mind for how I wanted to use these because they are, they can be tools um, to either like develop yourself creatively, professionally, personally, that kind of thing. So I, for my current setup, I have my Jeep and days, which is just a daily planner, kind of taking care of my daily to-dos and also a personal timeline so I know like where the hours went because I think we can get a little lost, uh, especially working from home right now. So that really helps anchor um, and I can see like when the highest temperatures are so I can actually plan my afternoon run so I'm not as cold. Um, and so in, in other ways, like it's helped make things that weren't as visible, more visible within my pages. And then I also have a Hobonichi A6, which is my memory keeper. So I try to extract one good thing, um, one positive memory from each day. And it could be as simple as like, oh, you know, my partner and I made this wonderful dish and it was a new recipe and we enjoyed it. Or it could be a little bit uh, bigger in time, in terms of my own like life timeline. But um, yeah, so that's those are my main two books. And those are the ones I those are the ones that I decorate on my Twitch streams. Mm. Do you document your vegan adventure, your 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 ambitious goal of like veganifying all the food and delicious yeah. recipes? Yeah. I, I do. I keep a really uh, pretty rigorous like recipe index of everything that I've cooked during COVID just because when you're sitting at home and you're like, okay, day, you know, week 400, time to meal plan yet again. Uh, like, <laughs> am I, I, you know, I, I want to have some exciting and inspirational ideas. So I try to, as I follow vegan recipe creators and stuff on Instagram, I'll like tag their, their posts and, and pull that and extract that. So I remember to actually make those kinds of meals and things like that. So yeah, sometimes those do end up in my memory keeper because I'm just like, I tried out this recipe and it was fantastic. I made some vegan shortbread and it was the first time I didn't expect it to work out, but it did, you know? So <laughs> I think you can find, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like memorable things every single day. And and maybe, you know, a month from now, if I hadn't recorded that, I probably would have forgotten it. Um, but because it's in there and I have a spread dedicated to it and I spend like an hour, you know, with, with folks on Twitch talking about it and chatting about it, mm. um, those memories kind of cement themselves a little bit more. I love that. Like for me, my Hobonichi cousin, like if people look through my book, they'll be like, this girl just eats all day. Because huh? that's all <laughs> I document. You know, like I tell people the reason I was able to keep up with my Hobonichi on a day-to-day basis for so many years is just I just write about food I ate, you know, like even though they're the same, but I just enjoy them so much. I like I draw them, I take photos and put them in. Or like I, I love going out to different like cafes, restaurants and like like put them in and like not a day feels boring in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I could always find something quirky. And especially now that I have a dog, like any small things like I love that there's a memory keeper type of journal system for me to document those days, especially for you travel, uh, being in Japan right now. I don't know if you plan to be there for the long term. You must have that mentality of like, oof, time's going to fly and I'm going to want to capture every moment because that's how I started my Hobonichi. I was in this like 
gap year. I was like, oh no, I need to make this time count. Absolutely. And I feel like it's very easy to kind of drop into a cynical part, like, you know, a cynical mindset and just be like, okay, well, COVID ruined everything. I'm no longer living in Tokyo. I'm living in my apartment. And I, I, I'm i not advocating, I guess, for like toxic positivity, but like being able to to make that space like a comfortable space at home and that kind of thing. Um, and to still be making memories on like a, a regular basis, I think is really important. And to have those things like that are positive to look forward to and reflect on, um, it really can help shift your mindset and, and make you feel better. So that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I, I understand like to some people, maybe we're recording your food may sound silly um but it's kind of just like I think that's the beauty of stationery because it's so versatile um you can kind of do whatever you want with it and I feel like as long as we're having fun and not hurting people like that's the most important thing (laughs) exactly we're not hurting anyone but our wallets which a lot of us are trying to salvage this year (laughs) well there's also the no buy that I'm doing so (laughs) to that extent I think um that's also been kind of one of my goals uh that I've been working on this year is continuing this like stationary no buy so I really I have not purchased any stationary this year not even like postage stamps I've been working through my stash uh yeah yeah it's been really wild so um for that I it's made all of the happy mail that I get from all of my pen pals all the more special and so so, you know, in my memory keeper, like the day that I get happy mail, you're going to see it. You're going to know because it's going to be the <laughs> freshest, like most exciting piece of that I can use in my stationary stash to decorate my journal. So um, that's that's made, you know, I feel like happy mail was already so special to me, but it's definitely amped it up. And so for anyone uh, who's considering a no buy, <laughs> you should totally try it at least for like a month or something. I know. Start small. Don't don't be ambitious and say <laughs> Like, I'm going to do no buy for a month because that didn't work for me. For me, it had to be like a no buy for two weeks and then mm. extend it to three. And then like a generous, like a little bit of like a little bit of leeway. Like you had exceptions or do, wait, do you have exceptions? I, I do have exceptions. They haven't come up yet. Um, One of the exceptions, of course, is the Hobonichi release, the annual release. Mm, um, yeah. And- yeah, which Kelly forgot. It's so funny. <laughs> Kelly was saying no more notebooks for her for the rest of the year. But I'm like, wait, what about the Hobonichi? And she's like, oh, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> There, there have. I feel like in order to make this even work at all, like you do have to figure out what your exceptions are, and that's really important. Um, and also, for example, like there's Bungu Joshi, which is a stationary event in Japan. Mm-hmm. And for that, um, I, I usually, I'm actually pretty good about buying stationary items that I know I have a purpose for. I could see myself using. Mm. So I, I don't want to limit myself because that's kind of like a once in a lifetime like only while you're in japan kind of event um i'm not gonna like limit myself there but i also know i won't go absolutely buck wild (laughs) so (laughs) it'll be okay (laughs) i know bunga joshi just has too much exciting things i mean it's funny when you first moved to japan i I guess did you anticipate yourself quickly acquiring because it was it was funny when Caitlin told us, Caitlin told us that you're actually bringing washi you have from the United States to Japan. And we're like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and, uh, my was- washi stash has only grown. Um, <laughs> but I, I was the silliest person with a, a suitcase. Like I only brought two suitcases to Japan. All of my clothes, everything fit in there. Um, I really did purge my stash. I, I think I only kept... Uh, maybe 15 to 20 percent of the washi tape that I owned um, and I I kept a couple of my past journals I did like I actually 
this might be sacrilegious, but I threw out one of my old Hobonichi weeks, one of my first planners ever from 2018, because wow. I just kind of, the weeks wasn't working for me, and there were a lot of empty pages, and I didn't want to really bring that along with me. I was like, I'm mm. going to be, I'm going to fill out every single book from now on. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. <laughs> that, that did not work. Um, but yeah, I, I brought a, a quite a bit here, and it's it's been growing ever since, and that's kind of what also pushed me to do the no buy, was just that I have so much wonderful stationery. I know it brings me joy when I use it, but if I keep acquiring at this rate, like I'm not going to be able to appreciate them like I feel like I want to. Um, and so, yeah, it, I think it's made also like I've gotten reacquainted with a bunch of stuff in my stash. I get to reflect on all the samples and rolls and things like that that my friends have given me. And so every time I use them, I get to a little moment of thinking about them as well. And that's made it really special as well. I love that you're using the Happy Mom ephemeras. And then like, I feel like you had gotten really good stuff previously like from before from last year and just from like you know tuning into one of your twitch streams seeing you use the meatball washi i think that's your recent favorite um that you use on your jiban techo days and you know if you had been buying new stuff you wouldn't taken the time to go and like look through the row and really appreciating the variety that like exists in like one single role of watching. Absolutely. <laughs> I think Meatball is kind of uh, maybe one of the most, the best examples of that, which is just the artist uses so many like different colors through those spreads. And I think my decoration style is really focused on doing kind of color coordinated spreads or complementary colors within spreads um matching not only like the ink the washi tape the stickers but just the general kind of layout and um I think having versatile tapes like Meatball has been really helpful for me to kind of be able to, and they have, they're huge roles too. Like it's helped me they kind are. of go through my stash um, and there's still roles that I really haven't delved uh, too deeply into yet. So even even though we're, you know, uh, I guess 56, this is day 56 of daily stationary streams and I'm doing two books, I'm decorating two books at a time. Um, <laughs> I still feel like I've only kind of scratched the surface of my stash, which is That's a little amazing. wild. I think, you know, the more you talk about the more I want to start like a mini campaign of my own like daily something I mean I do do daily journaling but um, I feel like this is such a cool way to keep yourself accountable and I think another cool journaling kind of thing you did before that has to do with accountability was you were doing some sort of fitness spread like mm. the daily walking thing and like just by I think what which book did you use and what that was, was in my A5, actually. So I had an undated Hobonichi A5. Mm. Um, and I that's because I was doing that in 2021 when I didn't have a dated planner. Yes. Um, okay. And so I thought, you know, I'm... In my initial Techokaigi, I thought I was going to use an A5 Hobonichi as my daily memory keeper. Um, and so in order to kind of do a proof of concept almost uh, and, and get acquainted with that size, because historically I've always been in an A6, um, I got a Hobonichi A5 undated and started doing layouts in that and just trying to see what that would feel like. Um, it ended up not working out for me. I felt like it, the page was just too big and there was it too was, much. It's big. Yeah, but I did do that um, in October. We do this thing called Walktober. And mm -hmm. I try to hit uh, my step goal, which I set at 10,000 daily steps. And wow. so I kind of made like a little grid, a calendar grid, and did some Halloween decorations, as you do, and uh, wrote down how many steps I did every single day. And then had kind of on the other side, um, on the other page, just some notes about that day. Because like one day there was 
an earthquake. And as soon as I came home from my my, oh my run goodness. or some, my walk, I locked my front door and I was in my apartment and the apartment just starts shaking like I've never <laughs> felt it before. Oh my goodness. It was like you so wish you was outside rather. Than yes, in, but I was I was also maybe five seconds from being stuck in an elevator for that. Oh my and goodness. And who knows how long I would have been in that elevator for. Um, so that was really, really freaky. So like there were some memorable days that I will never forget from Walktober 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So in a way, it like documents your progress, but you also add in snippets that are like really, really interesting. Yeah. And it was such a great way to get to know my neighborhood too. I had recently moved in August. So I was uh, sort of seeing the neighborhood on foot. I found a lot of really great cherry blossom spots that I'm so excited to hit up uh, in just a couple of weeks when those start blooming. Um, and yeah, it was a, just an amazing experience. So, Oh my goodness. Cherry blossom, hanami sightseeing. I love that time of the year in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like I wish I want to take like a one month sabbatical and just like live in Japan during that season. And I always look uh, when... I don't know if you follow Rainbow Holic while you were here, but you know, I always just kind of like live vicariously through her vlogs where she was just like, go to a park, like a, a super neighborhoody park. And then the cherry blossom and then just by herself. And I was just like, ah, oh, why, why does Japan have that hold on us? This like feeling of like fleeting joy. Mm. And then it makes me think, hmm, why don't I do that more in my own neighborhood? <laughs> Maybe yeah. for a Japanese person, a Seattle neighborhood park is interesting. So. <laughs> I you kind of have to romanticize your own life. Yeah, totally. I think one of the things that a lot of people talk about when it comes to like living in Japan is just like the four seasons and how there's just four very distinct seasons that they, you know, they go so hard and celebrate uh, every, every single year, um, whether that's the beautiful fall colors in fall or, you know, the sakura blossoms or mm-hmm. you know all the blistering <laughs> just, summers <laughs> yeah the, the summers are a little rough uh but they do do a lot of like in the evenings um summer festivals and that comes along with street food and just like a whole fun kind of culture and so even though it's hot and everyone's sweating we're still all having fun so <laughs> i think trying to seek out like those whether it's like you know uh maybe like jazz in the park or you know summer concerts and things like that like you can still do that no matter like hopefully no matter where you are um but yeah maybe just takes a little bit more effort because it's not so like maybe as common (laughs) yeah absolutely and so you did the walktober and this Mm -hmm. year you're doing the couch to 25k Oh, no, no, not 25. Oh, couch <laughs> to 5K. Oh, my gosh. 25K, and my legs would just give up and pop off and oh, just couch leave. to <laughs> two 5K. 5K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. April, that would be so wild. Maybe, like, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe I've been interpreting wrong this whole time. I was like, why is Tori so ambitious and so cool about goal setting? And like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think specifically... The, the couch to 5k app is is what I've been following um and I I set that 
that uh, goal to run a 5K because I know I've done it before. I've done longer distance actually, distances actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am basically starting from zero because I haven't had much of a fitness routine of any sort during the pandemic. And I kind of don't feel safe yet to go to gyms. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought like, okay, if I go outside, I'm still masked and that kind of thing. I can still kind of make nature my gym. Um, <laughs> and yes. I'll start very slow, uh, kind of from a, a couch paradigm uh, (laughs) and then work my way up to a 5k and so that's been really successful it's an eight-week program um and so yeah we're actually on week eight tomorrow is my last run of the program so we're very close I've been able to stick to it and part of that has been like having the daily stationary streams to kind of report back and say like oh how'd the run go Mm-hmm. But also recently, we created a Strava group. Um, mm. And so that's been really fun to have fellow kind of uh, movement enthusiasts. I don't want to say running enthusiasts because Strava tracks a lot more than just running, yoga, and exactly. all that kind of stuff. You inspire me to use the word movement instead yeah. of exercise. Because like to me, like, I, oh my goodness, I cannot commit to the word run. Nor mm-hmm. like, you know dance or like aerobic or something like that so i want to be able to alternate between like yoga this one day lanky lengthy walk the other day maybe a little bit of a running jogging the next day so i love that thing i just need to figure out how to sync it to my apple watch <laughs> like I have oh to, yeah i have started. some sort of built-in connection yeah. uh where you can you know give it permissions or whatnot mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I definitely i like i like the word movement as well because it doesn't it's not prescriptive um and it also gets me out of the mindset of feeling like oh i need to exercise to because i ate this food or anything like kind of the toxic kind of diet culture behavior so um <laughs> personally for me i'm trying to like rewrite that narrative in my head and make some more positive associations with movement so that's yeah. we're getting out there <laughs> we're I doing it. it and journaling about it right like make, how to make doing this more fun like i was doing oh, totally this little um project with joe just starting last week <laughs> where we we're like okay we're gonna try intermittent fast- fasting and then we're gonna have movement and then just like you said in your jiban days i'm like doing a little daily mini super tiny mini five size logs of just like oh the walk went well cookie sniffed a giant dead rat on the walk today you know that kind of stuff yeah good positive movement yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) and interesting tidbits like you said interesting things from the movement so I think but yeah having that space I think just like making space in your mind like uh, preparing that you're going to talk about or write down or record your movement I think just helps reinforce like okay this is actually something I'm committed to this is something I want to do um and I'm excited to kind of report back maybe take photos even I Mm. I really want to share in the Strava group and and on my stream uh photos from when the cherry blossoms happen yes um, please from my runs and stuff right so it's just like all these wonderful kind of views of Japan or just views that you're seeing in your neighborhoods and that kind of thing like it's so wonderful um it just brings I feel like that like feeling of connection there when you're kind of out there suffering alone uh, on the trail um, <laughs> knowing that you're like okay but it'll be it'll be fine you know we, we can get through this um, yeah and having yes. your friends kind of cheer you on it's been really really nice 
that's that's actually how um, our friend Phyllis Missling Bloom got her running running buddies to get into Traverse Notebook because they started oh doing like a running running journal or running log and like they they run trails and like Pacific Northwest has so many cool places to run and so they would like jog their like length time endurance like feelings of how the shoe like you know into the mud like that kind of like different things they log for runners I'm not I'm not super knowledgeable about the details but wind headwind tailwind I don't know totally. something like that. <laughs> those are absolutely things that I'm also thinking about when I'm running too and I I think when I'm on my run and I'm thinking about the headwinds and tailwinds and things that like that the notes basically that I want to kind of record after the fact um so that I have a little bit of more insight into my own like kind of progression towards movement um I I keep that in the back of my mind kind of as I'm running so that I can have that and put that into my stationery into my journal and planners and things like that so it's it's really I think helpful to be uh to bring you kind of into your practice and into your mindfulness too mindfulness you're super big on mindfulness right like when I shared that I had taken the silly workshop um search inside yourself leadership oh yeah um workshop you were sharing oh you already had done that before so do have you ever like integrated that in like an analog way I'm really curious how that would work because I'm trying Mm. to build up my practice more but like I wonder if writing about it will help yeah I I used to uh journal more regularly about my meditation and kind of the insights that I was having um over time I would also use that in conjunction with a habit tracker um so that tip that was actually electronic um but it was a habit tracker where I was like you know doing that sort of thing so um I've definitely found that those are really helpful especially if you want to kind of keep that streak going um and I I feel like you know that kind of gets a little bit uh maybe antithetical to to the the purpose of like just mindfulness but um it I I've never regretted sitting down and taking a moment to breathe and so if if that's what it takes if that's how I get to the mat that day um it's still a win in my book uh because I'm still making time for it so yeah I I think it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I find myself at the very beginning when I was trying to do mindfulness or meditation, like my mind just keeps like going everywhere. So I was like, okay, I'm going to allow myself to have a notebook nearby and just write down what's distracted me just to get it out of my head, you know, because I find myself thinking about work when I sit down and try to like um, start getting into the zone. I was like, oh no, this project, that's too, I need to contact this person. And my worst fear is that I'll forget it once I like kind of cast it aside. So it's just like immediate jot down in a notebook and that's it. And I'm, my goal hopefully is to like gradually not use it anymore towards the end. But I do find that was useful for me at the very beginning. I noticed um, in kind of my own mindset that throughout the pandemic and working from home, I would wake up and I'd have just a, a kind of worries on my mind. And so I, I mentioned the Jibun Toucher days and the Hobonichi A6, but I also have an A5, a Hobonichi A5 that I use uh, basically for morning pages to write down like what's what's the biggest thing that's you know stressing me out or worrying me this morning and breaking that down into very small individual steps that I can do mm. to basically tackle that. And then that's the first thing I try to get done when I sort of log on for the morning at work so that it's no longer kind of weighing on me and I'm, you know, freeing up my mental resources to think about other things and just getting that off my chest. So oh my that's God. been one of the ways in which I kind of bring mindfulness in and bring a moment of peace and reflection 
into my mornings and then help myself like kind of maintain that uh, throughout my day. Um, so I highly recommend that if you if you haven't uh, tried that or you know if anyone anyone listening is kind of waking up with worries or maybe even going to bed with some worries and then waking up and going they're still to, there. Yeah, it's like the absolutely. worst. The <laughs> hangover know. worry. It's like what is this? <laughs> The hangover worry. Like, I feel like a lot of people think, like, people, you know, us, what what are you writing about? Like, there's just a lot, you know, in our heads. And there's just, when, when you really think about it, there's a lot in our heads. Yeah, um, and sometimes it's not even a distinct worry, right? It's just like, a, mm-hmm. I'm, I woke up and I don't feel good. And I, I need to figure out how to put a name to this so I can actually figure out, like, maybe how to address it or make myself feel better. Um, just figuring out, like, what I personally need today in order mm-hmm. to be in a better state and feel good um and so it can be very it can, sometimes it's acute and sometimes it's very like kind of uh diffuse and just like oh I, I woke up in a funk you know and I'm trying to sort mm-hmm. through that yeah that that happened to me this afternoon I was like just suddenly got plunged into a state of anxiety I was like oh my god I have so many different things going on and then so I was just like okay blank a5 grid notebook here come on come on let's let's sort this out and then I was just like I needed a 20 minute break to just like list things in in like categories and then Mm -hmm. like once they're all done like okay I can and I don't even look at that list anymore it was just like that's done (laughs) I can go back to my google calendar now (laughs) so it's it's powerful analog (laughs) even for you know all kinds of jobs today I feel like Oh, totally. Everyone's got stressors, right? Like everyone's, everyone's fighting battles on a daily basis, big or small, Mm -hmm. like we're all going through something. So going back to stationery, I would love to ask like, what are some of your favorite stationery tools that you use alongside your Jibun days that Mm. it's like a must grab from your current stash you could, it could be last year it could be this year yeah yeah i i'm very acutely aware of what i use now because i i do it every single day and i'm kind of working on the same layout um so just within like arm's reach i have to have as you mentioned the pentel sign pens those are my headers for the day i do create headers in both books um and doing practicing brush lettering every day as well um i wouldn't say it's really improved my lettering but it's certainly good to not be as rusty anymore um, mm-hmm. So those are something I reach for every day. The uh, vintage pe- uh, Zebra Sarasa clip pens um, in 0.5. I, that's the original kind of <coughs> standard issue, the the vintage pens. Um, I still use those. I haven't run out of any of those, but I use those a lot in my day-to-day spreads. And then the uh, Mitsubishi Uni Emot pens. Oh. Um, I love those. I think those colors are really pretty. And it brings some kind of brighter colors that I don't kind of get with my vintage ballpoint pens. Um, oh, so, so you're more of a vintage color theme kind of girl, but meatball is so like so vibrant. bright, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a contrast. I think um, luckily between all of those pens, I have enough variety where I can kind of color match. Um, and then I have my washi wall. <laughs> A washi wall. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of rainbow color organized because that's how I pull my washi tapes um, and think about that. And then I have a bin of all of my sticker flakes, which I kind of leaf through pretty quickly on, on stream to hopefully keep keep uh, keep it going and, and uh, all my nice. washi tape samples as well. Um, but I would say like in terms of my pens, those are the ones I use all the time. I reach for a lot of BGM. Um, I used to not like foiling at all. I used to be very like have a vintage style. Um, but I the think mushrooms. Just, like, I remember you were super into mushrooms. <laughs> I am very into mushrooms. Yes, that's true. That's true. I have a lot of mushroom washi tapes and stickers. Um, 
But I think, yeah, it's my pens that I reach for a lot, my whiteout, of course, because when you're doing it live and you're talking and chatting and trying to read chat, <laughs> you're always going to be writing something ridiculous by accident. Yes. yes. I'm sure, can, yeah, you feel I me. can relate. <laughs> yeah. like, why, did I, why did I write down this person's name who was in chat, you know? <laughs> right. Why am I writing Pokemon for the seventh time? It's like my, my day. <laughs> But that's where chat's at. So, um, yeah, a lot of BGM tapes primarily. And then some also Meatball as well uh, in terms of my washi stash. And then I just have sticker flakes from all over the spectrum, you know, everywhere. I know. I, I need to get better at working through my stash. Um, I have less self-control, but I'm more of in the mindset. You know, the pandemic had brought me a perspective of um, YOLO, but, <laughs> but it's kind of coming. I'm kind of coming back down to earth lately. So I'm, I'm just kind of waiting for the barrage of uh, temptation as I make my trip to Asia again. Uh, yeah. Upcoming. So it's going to be tempting. But wow, you, your resolve this year in, in living in Tokyo with like loft within hands reach, like I know we, we talked about it in the After Dark episode, but you lo- live really close to a loft, right? Super close. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's about eight minutes door to door. If I if I get the light correctly, yeah, it's it's really wild. Can you imagine living that close and then being like, I'm going to do a no buy this year? Um. <laughs> Sorry, Tokyo, but no. <laughs> like, yeah. offer me your best, but no. Um, but what what if, what about the beautiful cherry blossom stationery sets? I mean, you're a letter writer, right? So yes, and and I think that is one of the things where if I run out of of stuff, um, specifically like letter sets or something like that, like then I I kind of that's one of the exceptions is like I can re up on that. Um, same with postage because otherwise I won't be sending letters, which is one of my goals that I want to do. I want to keep in like close contact with my pen pals. Um, and I also find that Sakura like or also Ume uh, the 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 plum blossoms um both of those sticker sets usually are so easy for me to use because my favorite color is pink and like pink pink spreads are definitely my kind of uh (laughs) comfort zone so if i've done a kind of like a couple wild spreads or i'm just like oh these these didn't turn out that great i'll go back to my pink um and so those i feel like i can rip through one of those sticker sheets just like within two spreads and they're gone so uh, I am kind of thinking about like, okay, how could I, how could we make an exception here for for maybe some of the cherry blossom things that are coming out because it, it is just so easy to use. It doesn't really stay in my stash at all. That's awesome. The fact that they their rotation in your circle is like short lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, what and that's we like wish for. Yeah. exactly because you want to use it when you're most excited about it. I've I've had a lot mm-hmm. of different hobbies over time. Like uh, prior to stationery, I had been like I've been a knitter for more than two decades now, basically, oh, and wow. and so. For me, like I have acquired so much yarn that I also brought to Japan, and it's just like I was excited about these when I purchased them initially, but now I'm not as excited because either my styles change or something like that, and it's just like it's a shame to let those things sit in your stash until they kind of almost like wither. Um, and, <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, <laughs> right? It's like uh, right, uh, like lately, my my stationary style has become a lot more inclusive. Like I'll do a vintage spread, I'll do, I'll kind of dabble in different styles, and so for that reason, like my stash kind of all became accessible again. Um, but before I was very much like, oh no, I'm over that kind of thing. I'm not going to touch that. Someone else can have it. I'll send it off to in happy mail to someone who actually likes that style. Um, so yes. it's the no buy has definitely helped with that because you, you you know, beggars can't be choosers. You got you to gotta use what you have. 
And I love the whole concept of like using it when you're most excited about it, because like we all love the rush of Action Card and the unboxing. And I feel like when that's fresh, that's why I always encourage people like immediately make a spread, like you know, like enjoy the the freshness, enjoy the vibrancy, enjoy like that that feeling, the little jittery feeling of like, oh my god, these are all so beautiful. Like I always right now whenever I open palms. I, like if I have a stack of memos, she'll like immediately take tore a few pieces out, set them aside, and then just be like, "Okay, for this week, I'm gonna be using all these things." Totally. Don't put them away yet. You leave them on the desk for at least two weeks before you start like putting them into where they belong. <laughs> and that's also why I'm a big proponent of like when you get the planners for the year ahead. If you're excited about them pre-decorate now because there's going to be times where you know in the future you're not you're going to have a bad day you're not going to want to look at your planner but those the spread will already be decorated you're like okay I just have to write a little bit here I just have to do a little bit of you know synopsis or something like that for my day and then we're good um and it really lowers the barrier uh and and the resistance you might mentally feel uh to just kind of like open up the planners and that sort of thing so and journal um, when you're excited just go for it like if you're going to pre-decorate a month pre-decorate a month like that's cool that's fine (laughs) like you're excited about it and you're having fun like what you know what more is there right that's the point of this like we could just use a paper and a pen you know like the point is to enjoy it and yeah now that I think about it you're always kind of pre-decorating for the next few days because you anticipate might be a busy week or Mm -hmm. you might be going somewhere and so you like you know pre-border the days is basically I forgot what size is your days again it's an a5 slim a5 slim so it's a5 slim the whole page for a day but it's cut in half and you would always like decorate the two columns with the different meatball theme stickers color coordinator around it and then all that left is like a just like pristine spot for you to fill in with words and like that's minimal yeah, effort. it makes it all more <laughs> tempting right to fill it in because you yeah. want to see like a full spread there you don't want to just like have used all those beautiful stickers and stationary supplies um for it to just be blank um and so for me at least that i find that really really compelling to to keep up with the daily pages because it, it can mm-hmm. pile up i've i've been there like the whole i was not in that like in 2019 like i got so close to finishing that book that year but ultimately like it was just kind of a struggle and i didn't keep it up during the holidays because things got busier and had i had those pages pre-decorated it would have been a lot more easy for me to just leave that by my bedside write down a couple sentences and then my pages filled you know mm-hmm. it would have been exactly. i kind of i definitely regret having blank pages in my past uh planners <laughs> that's that's the feeling a lot of hobonichi users have to just like experience you know there is gonna be blank page days and i know they suck like it really is kind of like annoying to flip through and see uh, they're empty uh, but you know that's why like Tori suggested pre-decorate retroactively decorate too like you can go back and just use those empty pages that's what I do like I just on days I miss I'm like okay I'm just gonna decorate full out Furukawashiko you know this theme and then write down a few words like they don't have to be for that day like I mm-hmm. feel like um, when you're trying to build a habit don't be too hard on yourself with like such strict rules and just try to make it as fun as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Doing your best. And then, all, yeah, trying to figure out like a fun way to to make the most of a blank page if something bad did happen, you know, um, whether that's going back and saying like, okay, I'm going to try out this watercoloring tutorial on YouTube um, or try out this like, you know, uh, urban sketching kind of tutorial and just fill up that page. It creates something that wasn't there before and it's really special and it still kind of advances like your own creative, creative purposes and endeavors. So. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm I'm curious. You know, you, you said that you do use some of the happy mail in your journals. How do you organize and keep the actual letters? That's why I'm curious. Yeah, so I have a envelope cutter that cuts across the top because oftentimes people seal the envelopes um, mm. on the V on the back with like stickers and washi tapes, and I don't want to disturb that. Yes. So I cut <laughs> I cut the very top of it in a really thin line um, so I can extract like the contents without disturbing the envelope. That's what I do. I like slice the sides, you know, like yeah. I, I, I don't understand the whole ripping thing. I just like the beautiful envelope is just going to be destroyed. So I always like hold it up to the light, you know, see where the letter is. <laughs> and then with that really thin edge, like trim a whole slice off and then like extract it. So you yeah. keep them in the original envelope. I, I, keep, I keep the letter in the original and then um, I have kind of either... Uh, usually it's not sticker sheets that my friends are sending me. It's like little pieces of washi tape. So I have a whole little tin that I keep with all of my washi tapes mm-hmm. and sticker flakes and that kind of thing with little parts, little bits. And then on stream, I'll pull out that box if I'm trying to search for a specific color. And then I, it's that one is kind of a little bit, maybe not the most organized, um, <laughs> but I have been really going through it and I've made some space. Before it was kind of like a stuffed suitcase where you're just like before the big Euro trip or something, you're like almost sitting on top of it being like, please, <laughs> please, for the, you know, for the love of God, like please zip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but I, because I've been in there so often, like I've actually made some space. And so that's, wow. uh, maybe it's not noticeable on stream, but I, I, I know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. And I love how you've been like really honing the whole letterpress, not letterpress, the whole letter writing experience. Like, mm. um, this year you started sending out a form to all your pen pal friends. Like, Hey, what's your preference? I want to make sure I'm sending stuff, like not too much stuff or not too little stuff based on what you want and then that actually helps make your process easier because happy mail we're we're always behind on happy mail like to each other and then like when it comes to assembling it you're kind of worried like oh is this what they want and then that like takes up so much mind space and i really want to like assimilate what you did which is to basically survey like what kind of thing do you want for japan would you prefer a postcard would you prefer a letter would you prefer a lot of ephemera or like just minimal stuff? Like right now I have gotten so much. I think I, in my survey, in your form, I was like, no, you don't need to send me too much stuff. You know, I just want your letter. It's like always nice to get an update from you with your handwriting. And I want to do the same for you too. So yeah, absolutely. Like there were a couple of things that you mentioned that definitely sparked uh, in my mind, which is that usually my, my barriers to writing happy mail is like one, I'm like, oh shoot. I second guess myself a lot. I'm like, oh, is this really cute enough to send? Like, is this, is this complete yet? Should I add more stuff? Like, is it not special enough? And like, really that's never, like, I've never received a letter, opened it from a friend and been like, oh, well this wasn't special enough to send. Why did they send it? Like, who would say that? You know, like that is never, like you would never say that like to, your friend why would you tell that to yourself right but um I have to kind of silence silence that saboteur Mm -hmm. in my mind um and a great way to do that is by understanding the preferences of my pen pals and a lot of these folks like I I reached out to people and I was like hey like I really like your style would you want to exchange letters or pen Mm -hmm. pals and be like you know be pen pals but I never asked like what I, I can kind of get a sense from Instagram and stuff like, oh, mm-hmm. you really like cats or you like the color blue or something along those right. lines. But I never explicitly ask preferences or and, and also like, what does their stash look like? Maybe they maybe they don't actually buy that much washi tape. So it's really right. nice when people send washi tape. So um, it kind of makes me more reassured that like what I'm sending them is going to be something they'll appreciate and really like in addition to just getting the letter update and just being friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it helps me organize my stash so that mm-hmm. I can almost like pre 
assemble these letters and just say like when the mood hits when I'm missing April I can really quickly like I have all this stuff together all I need to do is actually get my thoughts out and then like kind of wrap it up and put the postage on it we're good um Mm -hmm. and so it makes the the whole process a little bit more streamlined so that I don't have those barriers and I can I can be a better pen pal uh so (laughs) it's been really good I realized the overarching theme is that you're just like super intentional about what you want to achieve and then mm. you like figure out either ways to cross the barrier to keep you from doing that or like streamlining certain process, building habits that help you achieve those goals. And I think that's pretty cool because a lot of people are like, how do I build a habit? You know, like if you really think hard or like you try to like put some more thought or intentions toward it. It could happen, you know. You yeah, I think it's it, part of it is that like I also am professionally a program manager, and so <laughs> yes. thinking about processes and programs and like you know how do people actually you know go about achieving goals done. exactly yes. and getting things done. Um, where are those barriers to to getting things done? Where are we slowing down overall? Um, and taking a moment to think through that personally on on my own personal goals. I love it. You <laughs> you like apply that to your hobby, totally. and it works. <laughs> yeah, I used to joke that like I. I'm a planner, like, personally and professionally. I can't kind of get out of that mindset. Like, I'm usually the person who, in the U.S., when I could speak English uh, and order things, I'd order for the table. I was usually uh. the person organizing, like, group things, group outings, and that sort of thing. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's just very essential to who I am. A stationary project manager. <laughs> Almost, yeah. You kind of do. You're just like, okay, well, we have a lot of resources here. How do we make sure that we... <laughs> work we've got these goals right Right. yeah you're kind of allocating for your friends and you're allocating for yourself yeah totally (laughs) work jargon um dripping into personal life (laughs) totally (laughs) um finally um would love your recommendation on you know cute shops cute places for us who can't go to japan yet (laughs) To, yeah. to think about like put, like I usually ask like what's your favorite stationery store um, but that's usually for folks in the US and it would just be like the usual ones but I, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if you have more interesting options yeah totally for a few years I, I think one of the neighborhoods, and I, I think it, maybe when people come to Japan, they're almost thinking about, like, what neighborhoods do I want to go to and that sort of thing. And then from there, like, oh, there actually are quite a few uh, stationery stores there that might be fun to hit up. Um, so from that perspective, uh, Kichijoji is a little bit out further from Tokyo uh, over on the west side. But um, it's a really, really cute neighborhood. Avril Yarn is there for all of you oh. uh, happy male friends. I um, know that. Oh, yeah, Avril. Avril's there. And then there are a couple of cute shops in that area so if you just go on like google maps or something like that and search up uh stationary there is a big there is a loft there as well um so you kind of hit like both your big box stores and maybe your more boutique um stores it's, it's 36 sublo in kichijoji yes, ah, yes that's there um and then there's also the the ghibli museum is there so yes. for friends <laughs> i haven't made for, my way to it yet i really want to i haven't either and i've been here for two years you know so it's <laughs> I've, I've spent a lot of time in that neighborhood, but um, I actually was considering living there for a period. So um, there's also a beautiful park that has, uh, it's called Inokashira Park, and it has all of these cherry trees around the pond inside, and you can go on like swan boats, the pedal oh. boats, and go, uh, so it's it will, it's a very main character moment uh, if you want to go out <laughs> to Kichijoji and uh, to pick up some stationery, but also, you know, enjoy the, the beautiful park and the Ghibli Museum. So I highly recommend that area. Good food too. I feel like that. That it's kind of like I've been there once, so it's kind of like a little 
the roads are very like you know what do you call it perpendicular and straight and, and very pedestrianized I think yes. yeah and then there's so many food food places I remember this place that does these like fried meatballs or something um mm. or and a lot of other fried food it was just like a fried food stall place like fried fish fried whatever and that was just like wow I, I had a really good skewer there yeah <laughs> there's I tons of places to eat to Mm-hmm. And even the park, too, has, like, food vendors and stuff like that inside, too. So you're, you're never far from food in Japan. And I feel like the floor is also very high um, because it's just, like, very hard to, like, make it in a city with this much competition. Uh, the food's going to be very good no matter where you go. And if anyone needs vegan recs, just hit me up. Um, I have yes. many a vegan recommendation in Kichijoji as well. All over Tokyo, really. <laughs> Tori is ready to take us on a vegan tour. I I, I know that you have already recommended me a few places in inside Tokyo if I ever visit to really like try them out. And I was like, yes, all these two places. Um, there's that wrapping place that you recommended. Oh me. yeah, Shimajima um, Wrapping Club. Yes, mm. over on the east side of Tokyo. Um, that that place when I I had low expectations, but as soon as I walked in, I saw at the back of the store. There's basically you enter and it, it's the end of the store. So on three sides of the three walls, uh, all around you, there's just washi tape from floor to ceiling, and then there are <laughs> aisles uh, on the inside with just like again like huge aisles, floor to the top, like all of it is just washi tape. So um, the prices are also really excellent. So if you if you ever find your way over on the east side, she. Mojima Wrapping Club is the definitely the place to go. I love that place. Japan Japanese people are really serious about wrapping. Like wrap the reason their name Wrapping Club is probably because they also sell other like packaging material, right? Like for gift giving mm-hmm. or like packaging your products, all that kind of stuff. Cards. And the- also like a little bit of a party store too. They have some like party Ooh. decorations and that sort of thing. But they have a Washi Museum uh, is their event. Like uh, each year, I think Rainbow Holic has shown this on uh, her Instagram stories and maybe also her YouTube. But uh, they do have an event once a year or maybe even twice a year. It depends on the year. Uh, I think maybe with COVID, things have changed a little bit. But um, basically, they would bring in Washi tape vendors. And so you'd have kind of like more exhibits. You can sample them and everything like that, too. So it's really fun. Oh, my goodness. Must hit. Okay, got to mm-hmm. put that. Plan, plan your trip around those important calendar dates. The Joshi, the ink <laughs> events, the pen show, um, the wrapping, washi museum, you know, maybe around Traverse Notebook launch times because they had like the New Year lottery thing that happens in oh, their yeah. Traverse factory locations, you know, so... Yeah, I feel like no matter when you visit, aside from like summer when it's super, super hot in Tokyo and so muggy, um, you're probably going to have a good time and also like some event to go to. So that's, I think, the beauty of it being just such a massive city. Like there's so much demand. um, Mm -hmm. And so they can sustain so many different kind of events throughout the year. So yeah, there's always something fun going down in Tokyo. (laughs) Yes. Finally, what are you looking forward to for the rest of this year? It's only the end of February. Um, anything personal projects or stationary related? What are, what are you excited for? Um, on the short term, you know, I've been building sort of like that endurance uh, for the running. And so seeing the Sakura and, and being able to share that and journal and take photos and, and incorporate those into my planners is something I'm definitely looking forward to. And sort of the medium term and longer term, I'm just excited to see like how these books turn out um, and how this evolves and, and also to be able to send uh, more of my stash and, and receive more of my friends' stashes through Happy Mail. Um, those, those brighten up so many days on like the least, like, you know, maybe you're having like, a terrible day. 
and it's just like I, I don't expect anything good to go uh, to happen today but I received like a letter from my friend and it's just like you can sit in that moment um, and it, it just makes the whole day brighter so uh, just excited for all those little like celebrations and things it's not really like a big thing overall but just like the, the process uh, kind of like in that atomic habits kind of quote like it's you're, you're happy anytime your system's running right mm-hmm. and so being able to kind of engage in my stationary and sort of like my personal meditation practices and and being mindful every day is just like a, a great thing to look forward to a gift every day can you i know the viewers can't see this but i'm personally curious does the jubin bulk up like you know how the hobony tree bulks up absolutely yeah i'm <laughs> i also am like um, my my planner style is also to make it chonky and like fill all the pages so you can already see that my couple of pages that i filled out for february uh are bigger than the rest of the book um and this is it's the jibun tacho days is avec style so this is only uh-huh. half the year so these books are going to get very thick and i also have um been decorating in the same kind of places each day all right so those particular uh, positions on the page are bulking up (laughs) so uh i'm already noticing i need a pencil board stat so if i'm gonna break my nose spend it's gonna be for a pencil board because someone sent tori a pencil board a happy mail (laughs) if any of my pen pals are listening i need an a5 slim pencil board stat (laughs) (laughs) i love it (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, and on that note thank you so much for joining the stationary cafe you guys can find tori and and her stationary adventure on twitch i think <laughs> you do, you actually update on twitch the most um techo by tori techo is techo is planner in japanese mm-hmm. i think most of you guys know and so techo by tori there techo by tori on instagram and those are places where you can follow her goal of this year streaming every day journaling every day if you need some inspiration in the middle of the night if you're a u.s folks <laughs> that's true it is really rough for most of my if u.s you, friends if you have insomnia you do have days when you kind of stream at our time zone but like you know you can always go back and watch uh, what we call the vod the video on demand where she saves it so you can if you need a little inspiration a, a whole hour usually an hour long mm-hmm. dosage a few good just journaling along. I highly recommend checking out Techo by Tori because sometimes we got some chaotic chat going on. <laughs> so it's, this it's is both true. visually pleasing and entertaining in the chat room. So I, I love it. <laughs> and Thank you always, so much, April. You can find us at the Stationery Cafe on Instagram. We have a Patreon. And we look forward to bringing you another fun episode next week. Bye, Tori. Bye, April.